Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, the seventh shir in the Kuntres V'yadatik Yishalom O'yhalecha, Peaceful Home by Rav Chaim Friedlander, Zeichet Tzadik Lavracha. We're holding Perek Aleph, Maimer Dalid, Chapter 1, Lesson 4, Adifa Begisha Harikshis, which means a practical approach to understanding the role of a woman's emotion. Razal Tzinu Maila Leshlitas Haregesh, the Chazal, have pointed out an advantage to control emotions. It's Gemara Brachas Daf Yudam Abbas. Ha'isha makeres ba'urchim yoisim in ha'ish, which means that a woman, a wife in a, in a house, recognizes the, the character of a guest more clearly than the man does. If you want to decide whether, to, it's, whether or not it's appropriate to extend hospitality to a particular guest, you have to know him thoroughly. To gather information about him. And based on that information, you'll evaluate him and make a decision based on that information to decide whether you're going to bring that person into your house and into your inner circle. That's a man. He uses his logic. But by a woman's decision, it's based on a feeling, on an emotion, on an intuition. She has no need to be guided by rules of logic. Again, we're talking about a woman that's could be very, very intelligent and sharp and logical, but nevertheless, her main decision is based on a intuition of a feeling, of an emotion, the alula loimer achre hakeres kitzara, and she's very likely to say, only after a brief meeting with this person, that yes, you could bring him into the house and get acquainted with this person, he's a good person, or the opposite. Now, initial if you ask her, could you explain the rationale of your decision, what logic you made to make that decision? Hitana, she may respond, I have a feeling about this. The last Pirusha intuition this is what we just said. This is intuition. A wife in this sense is a helpmate to him. And with her emotional advantage, she compliments the, ma- the husband. Incidentally, there's nothing wrong with men and encourage men to also learn to develop their emotional side which we're going to talk about soon, and also to develop their own intuition and use that right side of the brain more. Anyway, because of this emotional-based sense of intuition, she has a pure faith, in the depth of her feelings, and not guided by analytical thought. And again, if someone's used to uh, the Western culture's attitude of logic, putting it on a very high pedestal, and in many circles in 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 cultural, you, you know, even our circles, going on the importance of seichel and logic, this idea of having special intuition based on emotion, based on intuition, based on feeling may seem inferior, but it's absolutely the opposite. And this is a quote from the Sefer Aznayim Lataira, 
written by the Goyen Rav Zalman Tzaratzkin, Zechet Tzadik Lavracha. HaRegesh Shabalev Abinet HaTloyabah, the feelings of the heart and understanding that is based on that, in this regard, a woman is more superior than a man. Because the woman's feeling is more acutely developed, more advanced than a man's. Ha'isha, a woman, believe in her heart, intrinsically, Maven understands, over Regesh, and with this feeling, Mufutach. This is a fascinating, amazing statement. He's saying that the woman with her understanding heart and her depth of feeling has a way more than a man to recognize HaKadosh Baruch With her pure faith that is an integral part of her nature. Which means that although a man, yes, he also needs to work on his amuna pshuta, not just rely on his seichel. Chavis Avavis talks about a lot. You need both. You need the hakara through the seichel to recognize Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then also the amuna pshuta and the reliance also on atayra, of course. But the isha has more beteva amuna pshuta than a man does, and a isha misugelas lamid bismani lachatz benesiyonis kashel yosem ish. And with that Amunapshuta, she has the ability to be stronger. Even though people view women as the weaker of the two genders, and physically that may be even scientifically correct, with muscle mass and 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 so on and so forth, and the emotions seem to make quote unquote a wife more weaker, but in reality, in the Pneumius of Neshama, in the essence of things, she is in many, many ways much stronger. And then her husband, and is able to withstand pressures of difficulties of life's tests intrinsically more than a man does. Kavisha Amurazal, and the proof of this is, In Mitzrayim, it was the women that encouraged the men, the wives that encouraged the husbands, not the other way around. They had that inner strength. And like the Barasaita says, that in the schus of the righteous women of that generation, we were redeemed out of Mitzrayim. Therefore, it's appropriate to take into consideration the pure faith of a woman, Lamashal, as an example. A wife is not always capable of understanding that her husband got up late in the morning, and did not go up to his regular minion, because he learned very, very late at night. Because he learned very, very late at night, so he overslept. Something she wouldn't understand, similar situations that are logical, that may make sense in a logical way, but her intuition tells you that there's something off there and not, you know, something not correct there. So that's a good example, by the way. There's a logical reason of him getting up late when he was up very late learning the, 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 the previous night. But in her hergish, she recognizes that there's still something that is needs correction here, or something not correctly right with it, the husband can't take it personally, there's an emes lamite to it, that in general he needs to either not stay up so late so he can get up on time, 
or in this situation, even though he stayed up late to make sure he gets up on time and get the rest later, or whatever the case may be. Now, before we start my Mahay, I want to point out something that Rabbi Wolba writes in his Kuntris, which I, um, at this moment of the recording, don't have, but I hope to have soon. But I have a quote from him, and explains that for men to understand when we're talking about this, how valuable the power of emotions is and how important it is to learn from the woman and to learn within your own um, you know, constitution and, and makeup to develop your emotions. And that is a positive and not a negative. And he says that, I'm just going to paraphrase it because it's written in Lush and Kaidish. He says that a man that is whole soul is through Avoida in Taira. See, he's sincere. He's a Talmud Chacham and he wants to grow in Taira. So what happens is, is he falls into this trap of placing extremely high precedence on his Seichel over his emotions. He says, to the point where so with some men, the Seichel aspect is so important and finds emotions, whether immature, babyish, superficial, however he wants to view emotions in a negative way, so it gets shriveled up. He loses that ability to feel. So it says, but it shrivels in a negative way. This is a paraphrase with food on, on Shabbos, that if it gets shriveled and, and it's not good, then you could, you know, you're not worried that, that he's going to mix the coals to, to, to add heat to it, whatever. But it's not a healthy thing. Because in Avodah Hashem, you require regesh, emotions, together with prayer, and together with the mitzvah of So this loss of emotion is a tremendous sakana for the spirituality of a person. He thinks he's on the high road. He knows Shas cold, inside, outside. He can pass in anything. You ask him and he knows what this is, that is and this and that. But he is losing in his whole avoid and his tzuras adam. He is lacking if that emotional side is withered. You need to know how to balance the two. Now, the, the close connection to a wife who has this emotion inherently saves the husband from this sakana. And this hergish always needs to be there. Like he quotes a Pasuk Beves Elikim Nahalech Beragesh. That in the house of Hashem you go Beragesh. Beragesh literally means with a feeling. With, with a feeling, with an emotion. And that's why it's also important to um, work on the Kayach of Tefillah. Allah Taira, that's one thing, which is primarily through Seichel. And Allah Avoida. Avoida is Avoida Shebelev Zuhi Tefillah. It's Avoida of the heart. We have to know how to combine the two. You know, it's brought down fascinating. When it goes to the Rambam in Hilchas Sanhedrin, in uh, Perek Beis of Hilchas Sanhedrin, it's a fascinating thing. He talks about the halachas of Sanhedrin and judges, and normally you would think that the qualification to be a Dayan, and he does say it is a qualification. He has to be extremely knowledgeable, no Chachma Satira well, and other also refuas, cheshbainis, tkufais, mazalais, astronomy, and 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 even what how avaydazara works. So you should know uh, what to do. You need a miyuchis. You need to be you know all these things that way beyond in 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 things. But then it says interesting that you don't put into Sanhedrin 
not someone that is exceedingly old. This is Perak Bey's Halacha Gimel and Hilcha Sanhedrin of the Rambam, Velaisaris, so not anyone who did, did not have children. Why? There's a certain, the world is cruelty, but I would think more over here it means a certain coldness, a lack of compassion. And why not? So he should be merciful. Now it's fascinating because we know that you can't mess around with din. The psakalach, you can't favor an ani. If you have an usher and an ani, if you have a rich person and a poor person, even if you have an almana as a defendant, you can't, if, you, if it's already by that din tire that you're paskaning, even though it says that you have to have compassion on an, a widow or a yasaim and you have to have special consideration, but when you're paskaning a din, there's no favoritism. Nevertheless, it's fascinating. You still have to have within you that rachaman. That feeling of compassion within you. That's a requisite of even being dan din taira. So again, there's a, a lot of depth to this and why this is and how this is. But this also brings up the point that someone who idolizes the seichel alone without the emotions is not serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he's not even a whole person. And connecting to your wife and learning from her emotional side is a tremendous benefit for the husband. Maimer hay. Mechabda Yosemit Gufa, honoring his wife more than himself. Chazal taught us that the husband's obligation to take into consideration the emotional feelings of his wife from a brisa in the Gemara Yavamis at the end of Samach Beis, of, of Ayin Beis, Samach Beis, Amid Beis, I mean, Tan Rabbanan, the Rabbanan says, Ha'ayeves Ishtay Kegufai, he loves his wife as he loves himself. And you honor her and respect her more than yourself. On that, the Pasuk says, It's a Pasuk in Eiv, Perak Hei, Pasuk Chav Dalid, You should know that your home will be peaceful. Or Pirish Rashi, what does Rashi say there? He has to honor her more than himself. Because the emotional pain and embarrassment of a woman when she's hurt is more painful than the embarrassment of a man when he's hurt. Her emotions are more fragile than a man's. Her feelings are more hurt than a man's. Again, you can look at it as a weakness all you want. It's actually a strength. It's like a fine-tuned violin, which is precious and makes the most beautiful music because of the fact that it is that delicate. They're on a higher frequency. They're attuned to a higher calling. Now when we talk about it, he'll express that as follows. That what is not good, distasteful from you, do not do to another Jew. From the negative, we see the positive, meaning what is not offensive to me, I can do from to my friend because I could assume that it's not offensive to him. Now, that may work with your friend, but not with your wife. Why not? Because she is more sensitive than he is. When it's between a man and a man, or a woman and a woman, there's an equal level of sensitivity in general. So then you could apply that rule and assume that what's not offensive to you won't be offensive to him. 
in general, you have to, the Chavetz Chaim talks about that you also have to go, and you, if you know for a fact, you know his nature, that he would be, then you can't do that either. But by a woman, it's even more so. You can't make that assumption because you don't mind something. That means your wife automatically won't mind it. That's why the Chazal require of us to honor her more than himself. You don't talk to your wife as you talk to Chavrusa because she is more sensitive than he. For example, right? You could talk to your friend, and then when you're cooking and learning, and you're, 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 you, you, and, and, and you know, when you're learning together, you say, you're talking, you know, or, or don't confuse me with your theories. You could tell that to Chavrusa and be very close friends and not get insulted. But with your wife, you can't talk like that. And fascinating, it was a humorous thing. I gave in the main shurim some things that I said over in the name of Rabbi Arya Pamensky. And he said in Shana Rishayin in the beginning, in the earlier part of his marriage, he didn't hop this klal of what we just said here. And what happened was like this, is that he and his wife, his wife was very bright, and he enjoyed having these intellectual in conversations with her, deep conversations about many, many things, and it brought them very close. However, he sometimes forgot himself. So, for example, with his chavrusa, when they were talking, he sometimes used to like get excited. No, you, this is not right pshat, you know, when you're learning chavrusa. So here he was having a very, very geshmaka dialogue, a very, very pleasant uh, intellectual uh, um conversation with his wife, going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and they were both enjoying it, and it was wonderful, and they were talking about differences and angles and things like that, so there's one thing where he didn't see it the way she was saying it, so he yelled out, excited, he says, that's wrong, you can't say that, that's shtus, you know, but again, he was, he was, didn't mean to hurt her at all, he, in his mindset, this is my wife, I'm so close to her, and and my, with my harusas, I'm very close to them, and we're talking, I'm not yelling at her, I'm talking about a, a particular thought, and I'm arguing on that thought, or, or, or feeling compassionate about a thought, uh, passionately about a thought. So I said, don't, you know, whatever. And, and then he doesn't hop, and then he looks at her face, and she sees she's, this tears coming down, she's like rolling down, and she's crying. And then she, he's confused, he says, what are you crying? And she tells him, why are you yelling at me? And he tries to explain, I, I wasn't yelling at you. I, I love you. I'm not yelling at you at all. I, we're just having a conversation about whatever concept we were talking about, and I was just compassionate about it. But he learned from that. He learned from that that you can't do that with his wife when the, you have to talk in a calm, normal, pleasant tone. She perceived him as yelling at her. He wasn't really meaning to do that. But So that's what we mean here. And we could add from the very outset of establishing a home, one must be extremely careful that his speech must always be appropriate. In the beginning of marriage, the way you start in the beginning of the road is how it goes to the end of the road. And again, for those who are married long, don't have chalisha sadas about this. You could reroute your road. If even if you're on the wrong, wrong, wrong road for a long time, you reroute it now, and you start from today, and you go on the right path today, 
and it's all fine and good. Tshuva helps for the past and going forward. It's beautiful, and it could be done, and it, in a way it's even better and deeper than if you always were on the right track. That's a place of where a tshuva, a bal tshuva is greater than a tzaddik in that essence. You want your children and your and your your sons and daughters that are not yet married, that are going to become chasanim and kalas, to be, be like, quote-unquote, tzaddikim, to teach them in the right way in the beginning so they learn the right way. But if for many of us we didn't know this or we fell or we stumbled and we're married already 10 years, 20 years, and no matter how long we're married, okay, so we're not the, quote-unquote, tzaddik. Shkayach. So we're going to be the bal tshuva, and which means that we do the same exact thing like it says over here. So the fact that he says that when you start off on the right track, the rest of the road will be that way and it's easier, that doesn't take away from us our responsibility that if we were married for a long time already and we're not on the right track, so we reroute our derech to the right track. And that is doable and that is a lot easier also than people make it seem as long as you are determined and you develop the skills and you head that pathway step by step. So that's a fundamental rule in establishing a home. In the way you speak, don't use slang words, vulgarity, of the streets, or, or like cheap, cheap words. Like we said, and, and I'm just going to mention it this here. Um, some people have asked me, are you allowed to use um, these certain quote-unquote, dirty words, while being involved in intimacy just to turn each other on that way? And the answer they basically is, is most of the time, unfortunately, these words that are picked up were picked up from porn movies or R-rated R movies, television shows, books, things like that. That's definitely usser. That's vulgar for vulgar's sake. These four-letter words that may turn a person on if they're a certain mindset but that is us, sir. But there are, and I'm not going to get into it now, ways of being explicit in certain ways where it's not slang and it's not nivolpe and it's not wrong, where you say certain things that could and is beneficial that will help each other, incite each other to be more sexually excited with one another while they're being intimate, which is perfectly okay. Where the gather is, maybe at some point we'll have a shear, maybe not in the main groups, maybe in the panimi groups, to discuss that type of issue. Because nivel pair, we talk, the Chazal say terrible things about nivel pair, especially in the intimate life. But certain things said to, um, to bring out the excitement, sexual excitement for one another that is not nivel pair, that could be used, it may be helpful to use. So we're going to get into that in a different point, but I figured I'd just mention it here. But the nivel pair from the streets, street language, Asa Lagamri. You need special, careful um, consideration when talking to your wife. It doesn't say the favorish in the Torah. Altainuas Ishtai. But Omar Rav Rav said, if 
from Altainu Samishtai, La Oilam Ye Odam Zahir by Nas Mishtai, and to be more careful not to upset your wife. Rashi says, I know it's the varm using words that would cause her litzara, cause her grief or pain, or cause it to become sad. Because her tears are close, then the oppressive words will offend her more. She's more sensitive. So you have to be more careful. Hatzlochem brachem.